Welcome to Amplify. Music from Sam Perkin, the title piece from the album Flow, released last year by the Loud Contemporary Music Society. On this episode, the last in a series of episodes recorded during New Music Dublin, we feature a conversation with Sam Perkin about his new work, Children in the Universe, performed at this year's New Music Dublin Festival by the Crash Ensemble and Diamanda Leberg Dram. I'm joined once again by CMC director Yvonne Ferguson. Hi Yvonne. Hi Jonathan. So we begin this final instalment from New Music Dublin with a conversation with composer Amanda Fieri about Creative Lab, a composition programme for young people from traditionally underrepresented groups, which included a concert of some of their pieces on the last day of the festival. Very fitting, Jonathan, that the culmination of this project was in New Music Dublin. It was a major new initiative over many months and it would be great to see it becoming an annual project. The project had an open call for participants and I think this approach is really important. It works in terms of creating broader access to programmes and we saw this ourselves last year in our partnership with Chamber Choir Ireland in the Choral Postcards project for secondary school students. And through having this open call for Creative Lab, the artistic directors Emma O'Halloran and Amanda Fieri clearly encouraged musical young people from all walks of life to consider composition as being for them, something that they could realistically consider for current and future creative expression. So I spoke to Amanda just after the Creative Lab concert, which was a really, really positive, uplifting experience to see and hear all these young people's work. Amanda spoke to me about the reasons behind the project, addressing diversity in music and her hopes for the future of the project. My name is Amanda Fieri and I'm a composer and I'm co-artistic director of Creative Lab. Creative Lab, along with my other co-artistic director, Emma O'Halloran, was kind of a dream of ours for a number of years to have a sort of, we're thinking maybe like a summer camp or something like that. We were very influenced by Luna Lab in the States, which is run by Missy Mazzoli and Ellen Reed. And that was a program over a number of months where it led to the performance of a composition at the end and there was a concert at the end. So we're really inspired by that program. In terms of the reasons for Creative Lab to come about as composers, myself and Emma starting out, there wasn't like pre-third level, say, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for us. There was more performance opportunities. So there's a lot of like performance, say, camps at Easter and things like that. But we don't remember that there anything to do with composing or composition. And we've always said we would have jumped at something like that as, as teenagers in secondary school. So we sort of saw, I suppose, a gap. Like we hadn't been familiar with a program like that 
in Ireland. But crucially, it was more to do with addressing diversity in composition and in in Irish music. We wanted the program to be for composers who are really enthusiastic and passionate about music, but that were underrepresented, that maybe they didn't see composers or performers that looked like them or who they identified with. And we kind of have a longer game sort of objective with the program as well in that it'll, I suppose, influence things, say, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, who's going to be studying music for junior cert or leaving cert or who goes on to study it in college and the different kind of industries of music, whether it's like you go into composing for film or you're do you're you know you're a freelance composer I suppose that they gain the confidence to say actually I can do that as well I like that quote that you used in in the introduction to the concert you can't be them if you can't see them yeah you can't be what you can't see yeah and it's really simple it's it's a very simple idea but that absolutely resonates with myself and Emma as well. It can can kind of reflect for every profession. You know, if you don't see someone who you identify with or who looks like you, do you know, it, it is very simple, but a very kind of very powerful as well, because it's something like that to make someone go, well, if they're involved in that world or that discipline or that field or whatever it is, maybe I can kind of be part of that world as well. As you mentioned, like there there is a huge diversity issue or or an issue with lack of diversity in classical music how do you get from the point of of programs like this to sort of you know instigating real change in the sense that you get more because presumably the end goal for for this if 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 i can can reduce it down to that is that you have more diverse composers diverse musicians you know which leads to a whole diversity in in terms of music programming everything Mm -hmm. so how do you get to that point i suppose we're one program and and what we can do is if there's say another four years of creative lab and we have 10 composers per year that's going to be 50 alumni that's a lot of people and then 10 years down the line we have 100 that's Ireland small (laughs) so that's a lot of people and who knows what they'll end up doing this is in the end for the current creative lab participants we have said to them the idea of a mentor is that you can contact us anytime so do you know if it is in a few years time that they're maybe thinking oh I, I might I might put down music on my CAO or something like that. Do you have any advice or anything? Do you know, we won't be able to mention them once a week like we have been doing, but we're basically always here, do you know? Um, To me, that's an idea of a mentor. Any composition mentors I have, I feel comfortable to be able to maybe just email them, even if it's for a reference or something. That, to me, that there's, there's no kind of line drawn there. But I suppose, yeah, we're only one program. We can direct them to maybe other opportunities that come up that maybe lead to other things. So we're just like a step in, I suppose, a longer list of opportunities possible. It's important to have these kind of projects to to raise awareness and, and to act in a way as a beacon for those in 
in the position of you know influence who are you know who are programming who who run teaching you know departments and all throughout the whole kind of education sector to show that well this is what can be is possible and this is what we need to strive for yeah that was definitely part of creative lab like you said there is diversity issue in classical music there has been for a long time it is being addressed in different ways with new music dublin you can see the gender balance as well that's really so positive in the last few years i suppose we see that as kind of one area being addressed and then we're just going back before these composers get going in in terms of their careers and things like that you've got say the Traveller Aroma community in Ireland, you've got black composers, Asian composers in Ireland, they make up a very, very small percentage of composers that are regularly commissioned and performed. It's definitely being addressed in in different ways. And I suppose with Creative Lab, it's just that's one element in how we are trying to address that. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you reach the the composers that, that, you know, ended up on the programme? Yeah, so I suppose that was actually one element we were worried about. It was like, we need this to get to the, I won't say the right people, but we needed to get out there. When opportunities come come up and you read about them, I've definitely, as a composer starting out, not have had the confidence to even apply. What we had been saying the whole time, once the application process was online and everything, it was like, if in doubt, just apply. So don't think about it, just apply and put in your application. I suppose we're really grateful to learning and participation in the concert hall. So through their other programs, they have a lot of contacts uh, with different people and organizations in different schools. So they were able to really help us put the word out. So yeah, it was really important to spread the word as much as possible with, you know, Accenture were very good. It was one of our very kind of generous donors, as were the Community Foundation of Ireland and the Orchie Toy Show Appeal. So all of those people really helped us get the word out too. Yeah, yeah. And what about the future? I mean, you mentioned that this isn't the end of it. Um, so what can you what can you say about your hopes for, you know, future creative lab programs? I think for future that like the the sort of kind of cycle of it in that the, the mentoring and the sessions over a number of months, the process is really important. So what we were I know we've just come out of the creative lab concert today but we'd been saying to the composers yes there's a concert at the end of this but really the process of what we've been doing in the sessions is really the main part of the program so those few months are crucial the reading sessions are crucial as are the workshops to demonstrate the different instruments that we had access is crucial to us so I think even though we associate Zoom with COVID and we associate Zoom with the pandemic, that is an amazing resource for us that we don't have everyone needing to travel to meet in person. That's a huge kind of positive, accessible element of the program that will continue. We want to continue with the concert at the end as well. And we want to open it up and, you know, maybe look at kind of organizations in, in other countries as well where we can draw on resources if things are on zoom that the alumni and composers of creative lab can join in on workshops around the world you know if people are or people are interested and engaged in, in collaborating with us as well that we can draw on lots of other resources too 
but the general plan of the program over a number of months that's the most important thing to us is to be able to try as much out and listen to as much music and talk about the music as much and really have time for that because I know as a composer now <laughs> turnaround on things can be really tight mm. and maybe that's just a later experience down the road they're already getting experience with like having different deadlines for yeah. sketches and the final score and that that's quite new to yeah. the participants as well so there's there's a bit of experience kind of gained through all of that too and having all that as part of the program is really important as well great well we look forward to those plans um being put into practice in in the coming years yeah. amanda thanks so much you're welcome thank you Amanda Feary speaking to me at New Music Dublin about Creative Lab. Finally, we have a short conversation with Sam Perkin, whose piece Children in the Universe was featured in a concert by the Crash Ensemble during the festival. The piece was written over two years while he was composer in residence with Crash Ensemble and Yvonne, opportunities such as this allow composers to develop works very differently compared to a regular commission, don't they? Well, both of us were at this performance, Jonathan, and I think you'll agree it was very clear that all aspects of this piece had been very carefully considered over a long period of creative collaboration between the composer and the ensemble, the music itself, but also the production and the costumes. And Crash were so engaged when they were performing this work. And then add into the mix, Crash Ensemble's artist-in-residence, Diamanda Leberg-Dram, a first for many of us to see and hear Diamanda live and no surprise that she was fully committed to the theatrical and musical elements of this work given her new music pedigree I suppose you could say and it was a a festival highlight I think for many a very atmospheric piece and a very atmospheric engaging performance. So here is Sam Perkin in conversation with myself. The longest I've ever spent on one piece of music. I spent two years composing it, so it was a slow burner. I really have Kate, Kate Ellis, and and Eva from Crash as well that to thank for this piece because they gave me the time, you know, they, to to and space to let this thing come out that they saw needed maybe to come out. <laughs> um, there's so much to say about the piece because it's it's basically like a symphony for Crash, you know. I really wanted to explore awe and this feeling of being overwhelmed by something and not shying away from it, as we often do as human beings, and it's a very understandable thing to do. But really, any time it kind of got difficult, maybe emotionally, in in exploring the music for this piece, I actually went towards that. Overwhelmed by what, can I ask? Hmm. So, for example, 
for the last six months writing the piece every session like composing session I had I had to choose wisely because I actually would have tears in my eyes writing the end I guess these things are very hard to explain like overwhelmed by I guess maybe just the experience of being alive music is is so it's so incredible and you can't see it you can't touch it mm. it's but it has this power it's quite difficult to describe in words what I what I was exploring with this with exploring awe and the experience of just being alive, that's what I tried to uh, brew into the music over two years, you know. I don't know, it's a weird, maybe a strange thing to say, but it's, it's honest, you know, that, that was my experience writing it. And there's, there's got to be something to that, you know. Yeah. I could have just said, oh, no, this is too much. This is, this is too much, like, why am I, I have tears, my, what, writing this, what's, what's that about, you know. I said, no, that's, that's interesting, that's where I'm going to go. That's, there's something to that. Yeah. Um, so I kept on going in that direction and is that something you think that you can repeat for other large-scale works in the future i think if i have the time that's what i'm intrigued by because when you learn the craft of composition you, know, you can write something that's sarcastic you can write something that's beautiful you can write something that's you know maybe a bit ugly you can write something that's controversial you can write something that's mm. to someone else's liking you write something that's to your liking but i think it's about finding what the, what authentic is you know and then all other questions kind of go away, you know, then. The piece is called Children in the Universe. It's a hybrid symphony for crash ensemble yeah. and with Diamanda Drama's guide. Diamanda was amazing because she kind of came on board in the middle, you know, so I didn't know at the start. That's kind of one of the reasons why it's a hybrid symphony. There's all sorts of questions like, what is a symphony, you know, and a symphony is, it's a universe. It's a whole, almost like a worldview at, at a particular time or something. A universe is maybe a better way of saying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so having Diamanda come on board halfway through really made me, it's not, she isn't, she isn't a soloist, you know, in the piece. Yeah. She's our guide, she's our wolf guide, because in the whole first part of the piece, um, she actually howls like a wolf mm -hmm. through music. We did some workshops with, you know, trying to imitate wolf, uh, wolf howling, um, wolves howling, and also uh, there are wolves in the, the kind of pre-recorded part, so it kind of blends together. She's got this amazing <laughs> costume that Laura Sheeran, who was part of the art direction, and Alice Halliday, who, who uh, she commissioned this headdress and shoulder dress, uh, wolf, amazing headdress yeah. that Diamanda uh, wore while, while playing. I also asked Diamanda to watch wolves, you know, and just try and uh, learn their body language. There's one part where Lisa with the, from Crash the Violist has a kind of a little duel. They're jostling for territory, you know. Yes. Anyway, Diamanda wins that one. <laughs> but um, so then it just changes, whole sound world changes to one of almost like, well, sign tone, synth, pop, like almost like mixed with like kind of 90s dance mm. aesthetic, mixed with kind of pattern based music. And then that gradually changes into this really hypnotic, ritual like 
kind of party, I guess. Yeah. Where, and she's, she does this kind of wolf dance on stage and it gets more and more. It builds very, very slow. Well, actually, there's, there's another part before it, the build up at the end. It's huge, huge build up. But before that, there's this part where the synth part, it's a really beautiful 80s synth sound that she kind of synchronizes with. So it looks like she's, you know, she's playing the violin, but she, it looks maybe like she's doing more than she is, but mm -hmm. um, it's just a visual kind of theatrical thing. But all these things that I'm saying now, these are the kind of afterthoughts after writing the music. That's the most important thing, just to, to remember that it's, it's all, it's just all about the music, yeah. you know? Yeah. None of the other stuff matters, you know? As long as the music, you know, is good in kind of an objective kind of way, obviously that's, maybe a questionable thing to say, but even if you're not into something, you can generally tell if it's well done, you know, even if it's not your cup of tea, yeah. as long as it's genuine, sincere, authentic. dedicated the piece to Kate, Amanda, and Charles Eisenstein, who is a writer that I love. And he has a book called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. And I think the piece maybe is, is a musical ex expression of my response to getting to know the work of Charles Eisenstein. I might just read a short little thing about Charles Eisenstein that I had. For me, Charles Eisenstein is a beacon of hope in the face of our current world, demonstrating how embracing our interconnectedness is key to world transformation. He serves as an empowering antidote to the cynicism, frustration, paralysis, and overwhelm so many of us are feeling, replacing it with a grounding reminder of what's true. We are all connected, and our small personal choices bear unsuspected transformational power. By fully embracing and practicing this principle of interbeing, we become more effective agents of change and have a stronger positive influence on the world. Eisenstein shows how small individual acts of courage, kindness and self-trust can change our culture's guiding narrative of separation. He brings to conscious awareness a deep wisdom we all innately know. I really like that. Sam Perkin, thank you so much. Thanks, Jonathan. Sam Perkins' Children in the Universe, performed by Crash Ensemble and conductor Peter Billowen with Diamanda LeBerg Dram. That's all for this week. We'll be back again shortly with another episode. Until then, thanks for listening.